Kum Lenin Ablat Gemara. This is the Gemara for um, Tuesday. <clears throat> uh, we're up to now Pedic Asidi Exodus. <clears throat> so we're talking about, we learned before the concept of Suvas Benin Dichlin, and that is that the woman who marries the husband makes sure that the husband takes care of kids if she predeceases the husband. And that's called a Ksuvas Benin Dichlin, the Ksuvas of the male sons. <laughs> And before the, the children divide the state, it is more than one wife. First, they take their ksubas benedichin because it's, it's not the same to everyone. He has different arrangements with every wife. And once they were removed from the state, the ksubas benedichin, they divide equally the rest of the Yerusha, the rest of the state. But this is only happens provided there's a moisa dinner. Because since Mahatoida, you need to be able to inherit. So you have to make sure that there's a residual of a minimum of one dinner so that you can divide that and, 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 and have a Yerusha. Because there isn't, after you give out the distribute the Suvidikin, there's not uh, a remaining, uh, there's not outstanding a dinner, uh, there isn't a remaining dinner, then you cannot proceed with the Suvidikin because your Yerusha trumps that. Okay, so this is now the Mishnah here. We have a few cases. And this is what this painting will be all about. Misha Somebody was married to two women, the mace, and he died. So the two women there, and the way it works is the one who was married first precedes the one uh, who uh, came in later because the lean for her ksuva comes in first. <clears throat> so, and so too, if they then uh, pass on their children, their ears, again, the same priority, the one who was married first takes priority over the one who's married second, so they first take from the assets to pay their 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 share uh, of the of, um, of then the other one. What about, and this is what most of will be talking about, he married the first wife, let's call her Leah, and she passed away. And when she passed away, he inherits all of her things. And she has children behind. But then Nosashnia, so he married one, he died, uh, she died, and then he married another one. But the mace, and he died. So that means that the second wife, Rachel, outlived him. And the second wife, uh, Rachel, who, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Umace, is Shnia the Yesher, Koimili Yosher In this case, it's the other way around. The second wife, because the first wife, if, if she predeceased the husband, everything she had goes to the husband. And then when the husband died, everything that um, then um, the, the, the second wife outlived him. The second wife and the children, they are they have first rights. <clears throat> they have first rights. And you want to explain all that. <clears throat> and the reason, the logic behind it is that the first wife, uh, the children are called ears. They are the Yoshim. They're Yoshim. And they're taking the Yashling from her. The, 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 the second wife, but, but she didn't bring in Yashin anything, so they're taking from the husband. The second wife is like a Balchayt. The second wife outlived the husband, so now there's a debt, there's a debt on the state to pay the Ksuvah's Benedikrin. So the Ksuvah's Benedikrin for the first wife is a Yerusha, and the kids, and the Ksuvah, well, she passed away for kids, and the Ksuvah's Benedikrin for the second wife and the kids is considered a Chayv. And a Chayv takes precedence for the Yerusha. You got to pay the, the obligation. Says the Gemara, first of all, technicality. It says that the first wife takes precedence over if, if they both 
outlive the husband, the one he married first. Take preaches over the second one, but like Tony, don't say how to show you yes, don't say that the first one. Um, let's say there's only enough to cover one of these women. So the Mishnah seems to say the first one has the first right before the second one. But it doesn't say that um, that the first one is entitled to um, getting compensated you know, for her Kusubin and the second one is not. Seems, McLeod, that they both are entitled, just the first one has a priority. So what happened to the E. Kod Mishnah with Tafsir? The second one jumps in the head, just grabs a hold, blame of Kim, it wouldn't take away from her. Shmamana, so we, here we learn an interesting concept. A Balchayv Mu'ukhar, a later Balchayv. So, the Gavda, a later, there's one Balchay first in the month of Nisan, another Balchay in the month of Sivan. So, the month, month of Nisan has entitled to collect their debts first. But if um, the month of Nisan jumped in head and grabbed it, it's a good grabbing. And it seems even if there wasn't sufficient funds to cover both, that's what it seems in this mission. Taste is not a shame, have a big problem understanding how is it possible. If the lien is on the first one, then the second one had absolutely no right to, to, to grab everything. So, either there were no, there was no properties in this case, only metal things. So there's no real lien, and that's why the second one grabbed. It's a good grabbing. <clears throat> or Teisa says there's a difference between a balchayv and a lekech. because the question is, if if he unsold properties and then the balchayv has a right to go to the people who bought it and just take it back, so he has a right to go to the second balchayv and says, "Give it back to me." And then the Rishbam wants to say there's a difference between a balchayv, a second balchayv who's who should have been later, and a purchaser. And the reason why we're easier with a second Balchay, we say, look, if you if you grab this, a good grabbing is because we don't want to close the doors before lender. We don't want in any way to give a disincentive to, to lenders and, um, and, and, and so on. And even the first lender was very upset. Sometimes he'll be in that predicament and he will also want to be able to grab it. So therefore, you're not really slamming the door. So it's better to allow the second lender, if you grab it, the first lender has a choice. Go grab it first. Talking about it very past the due date. <clears throat> so anyway, so that's what I want to prove in there that the second lender has a right to grab. So you want to know? It doesn't help. You can't. My is Tani. When it says over here that the first wife takes precedence over the second wife, if they both outlive the husband, it means completely. The second wife has no rights whatsoever. Where do you find the word kaidin means completely? Kaidin usually means just before. She could not. I'll bring you proof. It says Ben Kaidim Labas. When it comes to inherit, it says a son comes before a daughter. It doesn't come in, in priority. If there's a son and a daughter, the daughter doesn't yashna at all. And still we use the word kaidim. Um, that's one version. Igdami, another version in the middle tani in Kadmashni. It doesn't say if the second <coughs> it doesn't say if the second one jumped in the tufts of grant ain't my team. We don't we leave it by them. On the contrary, cloud from here we prove it. The Kadmashni with Tafs of Kimi. On the contrary, we do take away from the second one because they shouldn't have taken it. So let's prove it the other way around. Who, uh, who took out a debt later in the lien, started later, um, has no right to collect. If he did, we'll just see, take it back from him. Take him no proof either way, because I can tell you, maybe whatever he grabbed, they're grabbing. Because they use the expression in the second case of the Mishnah, that if the one wife predeceased the husband, so the husband, Yash, and everything she had, and the second wife outlived the husband, then in, in they use the expression that the second one comes before the first one. In the beginning also, it says that the first one precedes the second one. But really, the, the, the second one has no... Um, um, it just um, what do you call it? still has rights there as, as well. <clears throat> and then we don't take it back from them. <clears throat> That's why we use these words in the Shreya Kamashnia rather than saying, oh, if you grab it, we take it back. 
says the Gemara, Nosos Elishoina, it says, if he married the first one, Shmamina, class. So we learn from here, three dinner from the second case of the Mishnah, we learn actually three dinner. What are the three dinner we learn? Says the Gemara, we learn the following. That remember we have the din of um, we have the din of uh, you have to leave behind a dinner. So we learned this. Shmamin the class. Shmamin the We learn that um, if one of them died before the the, the, the husband, so the husband yarshins everything. Still, there's a ksulah still has to be honored. Because we're saying that the second one takes precedence over the first one. But if there's enough to cover the second and the first, then the first one also gets the ksulah So we see from here there is a ksulah even in the case where the, the, where the mother died before the father, is a ksulah That's number one. Um, in other words, we would have thought that is only if, let's say, both women died before the husband, let's say. And um, and the way it works is by the Ksuvabrindikin, I'll take care of your kids. He gave one one more than the other one for whatever reason, and they're not equal. And so because they both died before, well, he's still alive, he distributes it to the children of Dikin, and the rest eventually will be a Yerusha. <clears throat> and there's no argument between the kids here at all, because they all understand that they're all on the same boat, so we're all getting whatever was promised our mother, and then we work on Yerusha. But if one died before the husband did, and the other one outlived the husband, and um, so the second one, when the, this, this, the, the, the woman who outlived the husband, the husband and the state owes a debt now to her of whatever it is, so when those children are coming in, um, they're coming in to collect the debt of their mother. So they're not coming to collect from their father. The father, as soon as he died, they owed money to their mother. In the first case, in, in the case where the woman um, died before the husband, the, the, so then all it is is the children were getting a Yerusha. But in the case where the woman outlived the husband, then the husband, the, the state has a debt to the mother, and they are now collecting on behalf of their mother. But the children of the first wife are not coming um, on behalf of their mother because it says Yerusha. And who are they yashning? The their mother died before their father. The father took over everything, that, all the mother's possessions. So who are they yashning? They're yashning from their father. So the first ones are getting it as a Yerusha. The second ones are getting it as a debt. And that causes uh, um, unease over here. Because um, why should you get Yerusha more than us? No, the second one saying, we're getting the benediction because this is a debt that our father owes our mother. But you're taking benediction as a Yerusha. That means you're getting more from the inheritance side than we are. It's not fair. The inheritance is split equally. And this is going to divide the whole family. So we would have thought that there's no such thing as benediction in a case where the, the, the first mother died earlier where they're only getting it as a Yerusha and the second mother died afterwards where they're getting it as a Chay. They're not getting it equally. The mission says, you know, if there's enough funds for both, they both collect the That's number one. Number two, the, uh, sorry, uh, they're not worried that they're going to argue with each other. Number one. I mean, how do we know that? It says, it says, the second one gets first. In other words, if, if there's only a, a certain amount of funds, they collect first. But what happens if there's sufficient funds? They both take equally. Even though the second one is taken as a chayim, the first one is taken as a yirusha. So the second one can argue, hey, you yirusha, if it's yirusha, we should all split everything equally. 
no arguments there. Number one. Number two, nowhere does the Mishnah mention that there has to, you have to make sure um, that there's enough. Look what's happening here. The first one is taking, the, the, the second wife's children are taking the Benin Dikrin, and, um, and there's not enough funds. The first one doesn't get. And we don't say anyway that there has to be money left for Yerusha. Doesn't make it at all. <clears throat> Uh, when do we say, seems to me, when do we say that you have to make sure there's enough money left for Yerusha, where they're both collecting it as Ksuvah's benedictin, we'll say, they're both, the husband, um, di- um, they both died before the husband, and both collecting that Ksuvah's benedictin, if they're both collecting it as Ksuvah's benedictin, so then, okay, so then uh, you have to make sure there's enough money left in, in Yerusha afterwards. <clears throat> but if one died before, and one died after the husband, so the second one is taking as a chayv, so that in itself is like the Yerusha. So therefore, you know, as if you distribute Yerusha. <clears throat> and because what happens, let's say there's an estate and there's $500 on the estate. Comes a lender and says, you owe me $1,000. Well, they have to pay it. They pay the $500 on the estate to this person. So nobody asked anything, no problem. Why? Because that was a Yerusha. You took the Yerusha and you paid off a debt. Same thing here. The second one is a debt. And so of course the second one is a debt as if the Yerusha paid off that debt. <clears throat> Um, so, the, um, so therefore, that helps the third thing as well, which is that the ksuva itself becomes that extra. <clears throat> um, sorry, sorry, I missed the line. That the ksuva that they are paying out to the second wife and the kids that that is the the dinner that is the extra money because that knows as if he got to Yerusha. Because what you're paying of debts, and remember the second wife children, it's not as a Yerusha, it's as a debt. And they're paying off the debt with the Yerusha, so they receive the Yerusha. And my, how do I know that? But like, it doesn't say anywhere, in dinner, we still need the provider, we still need an uh, extra dinner, so they're wrong. And the third thing is, um, we don't say that the, the woman's first children, can go to the uh, woman's second children, who's only treated like a lender, and take it back from them and say, we're entitled to the first. <clears throat> um, we don't say that. Because, um, we, therefore, we say that in the first one is a Yerusha, therefore, they cannot go to Meshavadim to collect that. Says the Gemara, how do I know that? Because these have got the Torah from Shabbat. You can tell me that they have the right to collect from the uh, from let's say from Shabbatim from indebted properties. Even let the, the the children of the first wife go to the children of the second wife and say, "We're we." have a right to collect from all the properties there was a lien on, and we were there first, so therefore let's get it back. Masker of said, two of those three, I don't see, I don't see how it's compelling. Number one, Masker of Ashi, my Harry, no, still Malayim. First, I can tell you, Achas Bechayev, Achmas, maybe one woman died first and one woman died after the husband. Ain't like Suvidikin. There is no Suvidikin. Maybe the wife, maybe the children of the first wife who predeceased the husband doesn't get any Suvidikin. I, the mission says, Koyin, my Koyin, the Nachlektani. It means that the second wife's children, they get the Suvidikin as a debt, and that's it. And then they divide the Yerusha equally, and, um, and, and then they divide Yerusha, that's it. <clears throat> not because the, 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 the first woman then will also collect their benediction. Maybe there isn't. The <clears> Chitayman, <throat> um, if you're going to tell me, Yorishu Hardashayna, Lomali, if so, um, why does it say in the Mishnah, Yorishu Hardashayna, those who inherit the fruit of the first woman, and not hearing it from the mother, 
it's, it's just children of the, you're telling me that the first that the, the first children maybe do not get any benediction, they get nothing from their mother. All they're doing is like a son of the father, and they're getting an equal Yerusha. So why does it call Yerusha Rishayna? I did it on the because when it comes to the second woman, the Yerushim are getting the extra benediction because of their mother, so therefore we refer to the first woman as a Yerusha Rishayna. But really, they're not yashning her at all. They're not getting any benediction, maybe. Maybe they get nothing. After the second um, pair of children, they get the benediction, the rest is divided as, as, a, as an estate. There's no proof. Number one. Number two, the comment you claim that doesn't mention a word here about having an extra dinner. And you're saying the reason is because since you're paying out the debt to the second children, that's as if you already received an inheritance that's greater than a dinner. Maybe there was a leftover dinner. The first, the, the second group get the benediction, the first group get no benediction, and there was a leftover dinner, and they're going to buy that if you're in the state. And I, how come it's not mentioned here? Because it's mentioned in the next Mishnah. Because it mentioned the next Mishnah. Why did this Mishnah here have to mention it all? And now the Gemara says, this whole idea of Achaz Bechayev, Achaz Moisev, one predeceased the husband, and one, um, and one didn't, is uh, maybe a Machlekes tonight. Actually, Machlek is Tanoim. It's not so simple. Even our Mishnah says so. That's like the precedence. Uh, maybe it's Machlek Tanoim. Time we learn whether the first wife's children do receive the benediction or not is a Machlek is Tanoim. What's the story? The Tanya, we learn the Brahisa, Mesoy, Achaz, Bechai, let's say Leah passed away before her husband. And Rachel the Achaz ben Moisa and Rachel passed away afterwards. Benana says, Benana says, Yechayim b'nei Yerushayinu leimah b'nei Yerushayinu. So Leah's children, the first wife, can tell to Rachel's children, the second wife, and and they can say to her, Atem b'nei Balas Chayiv Atem. They can say to the second wife that um, um, you go, you are the children of a Balas Chayiv. In other words, you. Your um, the state owes your mother benediction. Tlu ksubas ibchem take the ksubi mother betzu and go away. Um, and and go away. In other words, there's nothing left over. Um, so there's there's nothing left over. There's not a leftover. There's no moisadin or anything else. So therefore, he's saying to them, since it's a chayv that we owe your mother, um, the state owes your mother. So you're not coming here as a Benin Dikrin. You're not coming here as a Yerusha, the second wife. You're coming here as a state because she outlived the husband. So the state now owes her the money. So she's just about Chayv. So take your Chayv. And, uh, and, 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 and therefore, it's as if we received the Yerusha because we're taking the estate and paying off a debt. And so take your Chayv, go away from here. And then and the rest, we are going to keep as Benin Dikrin. And the next, the, the first wife's children say, the rest we're going to keep as our entitlement of an indiction. And where is the extra dinner? Because we just paid off your chayv. So we got the Yerusha. And you guys leave. That's what he says. And Kiva says, Kiva says, no. As soon as the husband died, uh, as soon as the husband died before the second wife died, so then the Benin Dikrin already came to the first children as well. The Nafalifne Benin and therefore, and therefore, now that it has to be divided between the two, and um, and he says that what that he's saying is it started out as a benediction in the first one, but then later on it became after the person died, 
it was forfeited from the first one, everything goes to the second one. In other words, according to the, in the, for the first time, the, the, the children of the first one are entitled to benediction. According to Rabbi Kiva, the children are not entitled to benediction. They, they, they forfeit the benediction in this case. So this is actually machlek, is whether there is a benediction in a case where the second wife outlived the husband and they're getting it as a chayv. And once the second wife outlived the husband and they're getting it as a chayv, maybe the first wife it gets quashed altogether. Why is that? Because we're worried about argument. Because the second wife's children are going to say, hey, we get, we're get we getting our time because it's a chayv, it's a debt. The rest of the Yerusha. Why should, and you're collecting it as a Yerusha to get extra over and above what the normal Yerusha is to take over your, you know, it's not fair. Why are you getting more for Yerusha from us? So therefore you lose out. My lab, that's a machlekit. They do have it. Why not? They have been indicted, as we said before. And, and there's no argument. There's no children because they're going to argue because the children's first children are going to get it as a Yerusha, the second children get it as a Chayv, and the second children says, not fair. As a Yerusha, you're getting more than we are. We once met the Rabbanon. I once met the rabbis in Yeshiva of Rab. The Yassi was saying, the Kaamni, they were saying, the Kuliyama, everyone agrees. No, this argument has nothing to do with that. Everyone agrees that one woman predeceased the husband, but one of them post lived the husband, the children, even the first one is entitled to Benedictin, even though it's Yerusha and the next pair are getting it as a chayv, there's no argument, there won't be any arguments if I did. They all understand it, just semantics. But at the end of the day, they're all getting the money. Just a question of how you're labeling it. So it won't be a fight. The halch over here, Biksuva Nasis Moisel The argument here is there's not sufficient funds. Can we reckon that the money you give to several second wife's kids is a chayv? So therefore, it's as if the Yerusha was was uh, was given to the children and they paid it out, a chayv of the father. So therefore, you did have the Moisel dinner, the extra dinner for Yerusha. That's the argument. And Adin, and the same thing is. Or paying it off to Balchayv. Is that because it says if you receive Yerusha, because it goes right out. When we say Maisa dinner, do we mean that a dinner has to remain with them to divide? Or if you if it's a leftover dinner, but you immediately pay out some debt, that's still considered Maisa dinner. One of them does become Maisa that the paying out a debt is considered as if Yerusha then went back out so that you had your ex, you had your Yerusha, or who are dealing with paying out Balchayv, the same thing. That is the crux of their argument. <clears throat> I mean, I said to them like this, I'm not, when it comes to paying off the debt of a lender, definitely it's Maisa, because as if the inheritance, they received their inheritance, and then they have to pay off their father's debt. Because the Shtar, is, is extends to all the children, which is the entire estate, and to all the children. So they're all paying equally. So as if they all inherited, and they're all paying off the father's debt with their inheritance. Because the mitzvah to pay off the father's debts. Keep pleading. The argument here is by Ksuda. Only by Ksuda is an argument. Um, because the second one is considered a chayv. So because it's a chayv, so one opinion says, well, it's like anything about Baal chayv. It's as if the children all inherited and they paid off the chayv. So there was a mesa dinner, and therefore you can go ahead and give benedictin to the second one or whatever's left over, give to the first one. And the Rabbi Kiva says that a chayv is not like a chayv. <clears throat> Why? Because the second wife's children are taking it for themselves. It's not they're paying off to a third party of Baal chayv. They're taking it to themselves. And therefore it's not the same between the first wife's children who are taking it and paying off a debt and the second wife's children are merely just taking it for themselves. So it's as if it's not like if they're 
paying off. They're taking it for themselves. So there's, there's not an equal Yerushim HaToyda. One of them is Yashning. The second wife, children, Yashning. First wife, children got nothing. And therefore, you cannot be Yitz and Baisa dinner with that. So I think one of the wording then is correct. Masculine Bishop is about question. That's how you can explain the argument of a Kibber and the Tanakama. So, why does a Kibber use the word Why does he talk about that? You know, that what the first mother's children already received or entitled to their benedict. And he should have said, Im yesh didn't buy according to you. The way we looked initially was that they're arguing whether the first wife children are, are even entitled to benedict. Is it going to cause divisiveness? Because they're getting Yerusha, the other one's getting it as a chayv. But, um, and therefore, as far as Yerusha is concerned, they're getting more. And, and the wording here is, if there is, it should have said, if there is a Maisa dinner, you're trying to explain, they're arguing about whether a Ksuvah is, is, is good enough to be considered an extra dinner and there was a Yerusha by paying off the second wife's children, then the wording is totally wrong. Ellen Reiser, he says, they're arguing, they're arguing in the case we said the way we learned in the first place. I want, they're arguing whether the first wife children are entitled to it or not. Or not. <clears throat> That even if there was a leftover uh, dinner, the Bakiva holds on the first wife's children, they, they forfeit, they don't have any more chance. There's no benedictine at all, because they might argue and so on. And what's the machlaik is, and they're arguing actually the following. The Tanya, not the machlaik, the Angra the Tanya we learned, Nosa said a shrine of Mesa, so Ruben was married to Lane, then she died. Nosa, she married Rachel, the Mesa, and he died. Boy in Bener, Shozu, La Achamisa, to come the children. And right now we think we're talking about uh, the second wife's children. Rachel's children come along, the nightly ksuvas, Ima, they take the ksuvas of their mother. Why? Because there's a debt owing to, um, you know, since the, the mother out of the father, there's a debt from the father's estate to the mother, and the children are inheriting on behalf of the mother. <clears throat> However, but um, the children, the first one, get nothing. Because again, it's not fair. Why should they get a larger Yerusha than the second one? I, the second one is getting benedictine, but that's as a choy, a debt, not as a Yerusha. So <clears throat> that's what seems the first time. Um, Shimon, however, says, Im yesh if there is left over after they divide equally, the, so if after they give out the distributed benedictine, there's still some money left over to divide as a Yerusha. If there is a Maisadina, Elun Even the Elun Seeing of Shimon holds that they're both entitled to get benedictine. So this is the machlekes. This machlekes, whether there's benedictine or not for the first wife's children, is the argument of Shimon and the Tanakam. But if not, then but if there isn't enough uh, sufficient funds after they distribute them in the to both families, that there should be a dinner left over to divide as a Yerusha, then um, they divide um, everything, they divide, that, what, what do we mean they divide? That they pay off the debt, and then the, the first children don't get their Yerusha, uh, but instead we divide the Yerusha between the two. The second one does get, but they're not getting as a Yerusha, they're getting as a Chayv. Is my lab, but how could the argument? The first children are entitled to Benedictine as well. And and the first title holds that no, the first children are not entitled. So first the mother, uh, first the second children collect whatever they collect. And uh, <clears throat> um, and that's it. And then they divide the rest as Yerush. Well, you know, who said? Maybe Kuliyama, everyone agrees. Everyone holds that the first wife's children also are entitled to Benedictine and there won't be any fights. So what's the argument of Shimon? They're arguing, do we need this din, that you need a dinner? Does it have to be from property? Um, no, but you have to have enough funds to pay off the two silvers benedictine of the two families, two wives and their children. And then you should have a dinner of property left over. And here we're talking about a case where there was not a dinner of property left over. There's only a dinner of metalcon left over. 
And therefore, the Tanakhama then says, in that case, the first one can't take the Benedictine because you need to have, after they take it, you have to have an excess of a dinner uh, of karka. You don't have a dinner of karka. So therefore, the, so the Tanakhama is being machmer. He says, no, only the second children receive. The first children receive nothing in this case because we're, what's left for the Yerusha? The second woman's children are not getting as Yerusha. They're getting it as a chayv. So there's no, you have to have a Yerusha. And you can't take away the mitzvah of the Torah. Uh, and Abishim says, no, as long as they had a dinner, and the word Abishim is being lenient, he says, if there is a dinner left over, even metalkland, so then the, the, the wife, the first one can take the Yerusha benediction and leaves a dinner over, but they can split the rest as a Yerusha. That's one way of looking at it. Masa and Kako, even Tadla only Kako, Masa, but feel metalkland, if she knows even metalkland, says the Gemara, me, also, I'm not happy, if you know the metalkland, the next mission we learn. But now, didn't we learn? Abshimah says, even there is property there. No, even though there's metalkland, the value of a dinner omar ain't a clum. It's useless. Abshimah clearly says, you need to have over and above the Ksuvan uh, assets with the value of a dinner or more. Yes, sir, I'll make some dinner. More than the two servers, the value of a dinner. So how can you tell me that Shimon is being lenient and saying that even if you have a dinner, it's not good enough. Ella, you know what they're arguing? How come they're arguing? The dinner, Mimishabadi, if, um, if, if the dinner can count when it's given away to, to uh, pay off a debt. That the dinner can only be counting if it's there unencumbered, sitting there in the father's estate. Um, and the master, and all even though that this dinner is tied up to a debt somewhere, I'm sure all the fact is right now there's a dinner in the estate. You can take your children and then you have the dinner. I have to pay it off for the debt. Doesn't matter. It's as if you received the illusion, you paid it off. So is being lenient if, if the wording is wrong. What does it say? Shimon says, if there is, which sounds like he's being machmed. If there is a dinner, okay. He should have said, there is a dinner, but the problem is the dinner is encumbered to somebody's debt. So Shimon should, who's, now you're telling me he's being lenient. He, the wording should have been, since there's a dinner, that's good enough. And you can go free. And, and, and you can distribute the Ksuvah Benedictine. Because there's a dinner there. By saying, if there's a dinner, it sounds like he's trying to be stringent. If there's a dinner, okay. <clears throat> and and, and what, the way we're looking right now is Tanakama holds this dinner doesn't count as a dinner. And because it's uh, it's encumbered, and Abshimin is being lenient, saying the fact is there's a dinner there. So what do you mean, if there's a dinner? Of course, that's what we're talking about. Ella, this is what we're saying. The Pachas Madinik, that question is whether you actually need a dinner or not. Mar dinner in Pachas Madinik, like Tanakama holds it has to be the Tanakama is being machmed. Tanakama holds even there's less than a dinner. Um, uh, sorry, um, still learning of Shimon's being made. Tanakama says only if there's a dinner over and above in excess of the distribution of these two ksubas, do we proceed with these two ksubas? The, the ksuba for the second lot will be, always be because it's a debt. Does the, the children of the, of the first lot, do they receive the Ksuvindikrin? Only if there's an excess of a dinner. And then and anything less than that, they will not get the Bindikrin, will just divide the whole thing as an equal estate. Well, Master Shimon holds until the Pacham and dinner, Shimon being lenient, even less than a dinner. Says Imam again, how can it be? But Abshimid didn't come, look at his words. He says, if there is a dinner, in fact, he's being strict according to this, he's being a dinner. So if you can tell me that Eifuch may be the other way around. Maybe the other way around. We understood that Tanakama saying that it's the children of the second one who collects. He doesn't say those words. Um, it just says, Boyim Bene Shalzu. 
we, we assume it's the children of the second wife. And therefore, we're saying that, you know, look, the, the Tanakhama is, uh, is, is strict. And Rabbi Shimon is saying that the children of the first wife are also entitled if and so on and so forth. Rabbi Shimon is being lenient. Maybe the other way around. Maybe Tanakhama is saying that the children of the first one, he's the one who's being lenient. The children of the first also are entitled to the Benedictine and so on. And, um, and, and, you know, per, per, and, and then comes up Shimon and he's being strict. And he's saying, no, you know when the children of the first one can collect? Only if there's an excess of a dinner over and above what we had before. So therefore, Tanakhama, even if there's less than a dinner, the first children can collect. When he says, boy, Benesh, he means the first children. And Abshimon is saying, no, when can the children of the first wife collect? Only in Yesham Maisa dinner. Abshimon is being strict, because consistent with the view later, it has to be dinner. So I think, well, it can be, why not? Tanakhama, the Maslis, and Nabi didn't come. Nobody argues that Tanakhama of our Mishnah. Rab Shimon, um, Rab Shimon and the Tanakam and the next Mishnah, they all agree you have to have a dinner. Nobody argues on that point in these Mishnahs here. So our Mishnah here, who is the Tanakam and the next Mishnah, also holds you need a dinner. So how can you tell me the Pshat and the Mishnah here, Rab Shimon, the Tanakam is being lenient, you don't need a dinner, Rab Shimon, and being machma, you do need a dinner. Which is the Tanakam of our Mishnah. Says, you Ella, Kihan of Kamoi. Let's go back to what we said originally, that, um, that you need a uh, dinner from property uh, or the first to answer the gate. Either they argue, everyone agrees you need dinner. The question is, does it have to be from, from property, land, or could also be from a talcum, portal items? Or they're arguing about if a dinner can, has to be unencumbered, or even if it's encumbered, as long as there's a dinner there, it's considered as if there was a, um, um, what do you call it, a nachla. And, and the eifuch, and learn the way we said before. That the Tanakamas is the one whose lenient says that even the children of the first wife are entitled to collect the Benedictine provided is, and, 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 and they get, you know, before they divide the Yerusha, the children of the first one will get as a Yerusha, the Benedictine provided is a dinner left over. I don't care if it's metallically, I don't care if it's encumbered, it's all good. Um, and come along of Shimon, and he's being machman. No, no, no. Shimon says only if there's a dinner left over of Karka and it's unencumbered. <clears throat> So that Shimon is being machmed. Now we understand what's going on here. Um, and we'll swap around. That Shimon is one who's being stringent. What's the final halacha? If one predeceased the husband and one lived after the husband, there is a ksuvidikrim for the first, the first wife children do get the benedikrim. They do get the ksuvid in the town as a Yerusha, provided uh, if there is leftover, but there is leftover. Why? Because they're paying out to the second wife and children the ksuvid as a chayv. And that, since the money came from the Yerusha, as if they received the Yerusha, so the ksuvid becomes moisa, is treated as if that's the Yerusha part. And therefore, this, the, the, the wife, the first families entitled to their benediction and if there's any money left over afterwards they divide that as a Yerusha it isn't a sufficient fund for the first wife children they take whatever there is I have to have a, a dinner to divide as a Yerusha they did because they paid out the chayv <clears throat> so the Gemara it makes sense if he told us he told us two dinner papa. The halach is the ksuda dikim of the first family, and the halach is that the ksuda they paid out to the second one is considered the extra dinner. If he would have only told us why, we want to know why he had to tell us both halachas. We tell us one, we don't automatically know the other one. 
So Gemara says, if he only would have told the first halacha that they're entitled to the Benedictine, the lawyer he would not have told the second halacha that they're entitled to the excess. How many have thought? I would have thought, okay, the first wife family is entitled to the Benedictine, provided there's an extra dinner. The fact that they paid out the second one doesn't count. You need an extra dinner to, uh, to be able to, like we said before, that some people hold so it doesn't work. So we need an extra dinner to, um, besides that. But if you told us a second in if you tell us that the Ksuva becomes Moiseh, which means as if they divide the Yerusha, then obviously the first one gets Yerusha. And if you die, I would know. What's the reason? What do I need to know that this, the Ksuva is, it counts as a dinner? If you're not planning to give any, any anything to the first family, um, you know, any their Benedictine, then the Chayv then pay, what happens to the Chayv is greater than the Yerusha? Who cares? You got to pay off the debt. So therefore, if, you, if what do I need to know that the, that after you pay out the chayv to the second family, there's still left over uh, that the ksuba counts like the dinner. Who cares? The only, the only reason why we care is whether are we going to give, are we going to distribute a benedictine to the first family? So why do you have to spell it out? Every word of the Gemara is so calculated. We need to know why, why bother telling us a halacha which is superfluous. We would have figured out or no. Because if I only told you this, the, the, the second part, that the ksuba becomes moisha lechabata, that paying out the second family is as if that's an extra dinner, how many I would have thought you should not say, maybe it's talking about the case of she married three women. The meisu shtayim b'chayim two predeceased him. The achem moisha, one outlived him. The hachem moisha, achem in the kevi, and the one who outlived was only on the kevi, which means a, a, a girl. And but the, she doesn't get any part of the Yerusha. Yerusha goes to the boys. I would have thought that uh, you can't give the girl her her chayv if there's no Yerusha left. The lad bas Yerusha, he's not shy Yerusha, and 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 therefore that the ksuva is counted as if they receive the Yerusha and find they can pay her out. But in a case where one outlived the mother, one the father, one outlived and outlived, maybe in that case we don't give anything to the first family. And and there was a zochri. You know, both families. Maybe it's a problem that may fight because the second one's getting as a chayim, the first one's getting a Yerusha, and the second one's, hey, how come you're getting more Yerusha than we are? Maybe it'll be some kind of isolation there, even though it's semantics, because at the end of the day, the second one also got money, but it doesn't matter. People fight about Yerushas. That's why I had to spell it out for both of you. Okay, quite complicated, Gemara. <clears throat> I hope it all made sense. And uh, we'll continue tomorrow. Yeah.